Batman must battle former district attorney Harvey Dent, who is now Two-Face, and Edward Nigma, the Riddler, with help from an amorous psychologist and a young circus acrobat who becomes his sidekick. This is Ryan. And this is Ashley. And this is Ruining Our Childhood. A weekly podcast where we remove our childhood goggles and put on our adult bifocals to rewatch and review our favorite movies from the past. That's correct. That's what we wrote. Yes. When we started this podcast. Yes. So we have to say it every single time. It wouldn't be weird if we didn't. That's true. If you're just joining us, welcome to our 21st episode. If you couldn't tell, we are going to rewatch Batman Forever. Yes. What number of movie is it? I didn't even look. This was the third. Third one. In the initial trilogy. Why did I think it was four? I don't know. That's uh, George Clooney, right? Yeah. George Clooney and Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's when things start to get really crazy. I can honestly say I don't know that I've ever seen Batman and Robin all the way through. Really? Yeah. I remember watching it all the way through and i was excited that they had batgirl yeah and i liked alicia silverstone me too clueless obviously it was a i was excited for the movie but for some reason we didn't go see it in theaters and then when it came out on vhs i i remember a lot of negative press about it and even at that point i was like well maybe i won't like this if yeah I, maybe i shouldn't you just were watch susceptible it. to yeah the sway of the critics and well critics and then also like classmates that had seen it and said that movie was really bad so well in comparison a fun fact we were doing this movie because why because i love batman (laughs) there's not a specific reason i'm asking why did you choose this movie out of all four out of the four because last year Mm-hmm. Me and you and right. some friends went and watched the first Our Batman with Michael original. Keaton yes. and Jack Nicholson in theaters. Correct. And I had the very definition of childhood goggles when I would think of that movie. It's one of my earliest movie memories. Mm-hmm. And it started my love of Batman. Right. So I was very excited to go see this movie in theaters with you guys and when we left, there was parts of it that held up very well. I love the fact that it's kind of set in a fictional Gotham City that's set in like the 1930s style. Yeah. That part I loved. But the rest of the movie, I felt like, didn't hold up. I remember specifically making fun of the lack of range of motion yes. in the suit. And thinking, there's no way Batman could fight half these people. Because he can't turn his head. He can. That was exactly all of us left the movie theater and we were all making fun of Michael Keaton's inability to turn his head because of how much restriction he had with the suit. All he could do was throw a basic kick and a basic punch. But to look to the left or right, it wasn't happening. Right. So in a sense is the idea that started this podcast. It's true. Because that's what got the ball rolling on, wow, 
that movie was such a big thing to us when we were kids, and now rewatching it, and it doesn't help, but we've said this in the Spider-Man episode. I said spider Yeah, Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. Spider-Man, Schwartz, and Goldman, the attorney at law. <laughs> what, is, what is that from? We were just watching it. I don't know. Where somebody said Spider-Man, like, I feel like Spider-Man is going to do your taxes. Was that in Spider-Man? I'm going to have to look it up. That might have been in Far From Home. Oh. Yeah, that might have been. Anyway. Sorry. Back on track. Mm -hmm. How we've gotten... Spoiled. Spoiled, exactly. How we've gotten spoiled with the amount of higher quality superhero movies. So going back and rewatching Michael Keaton's original Batman... Mm Mm-hmm. It still was amazing. It still had that darkness to it that I love. And kind of kitschiness, especially with the Joker. Mm -hmm. The Joker definitely was still the best part, I think. Uh, I agree. But there were just things that obviously did not hold up as far as the action sequences, Mm -hmm. which we've said multiple times on this podcast. So I agree with you. And my favorite Batman was Batman Returns Mm -hmm. because of Catwoman. Yes. And we were just talking about how if that movie was made with the exact same cast, give or take them not aging or yeah. them being born 30 years later, mm-hmm. I would, we, we'd agree that they would have given Michelle Pfeiffer a standalone Catwoman movie, right? And it would have been pretty good because she was a really good Catwoman. I never saw the Halle Berry one. Again, I, that was another one where it had horrible press and word of mouth, so I never saw it either. Yeah. I think the idea was good. Mm-hmm. Holly Berry is very famous. She's a great actress. I don't think the execution was there. That's, For my opinion on never seeing it. <laughs> I, that's, I think there was a time period in the mid-2000s where we still were getting a lot of superhero movies, and they just were not well done they were cheesy we had daredevil Mm -hmm. and electra and they were punisher they were going off the success of x-men and spider-man and spider-man and they just did not do anything no well they were bad i'm sure there's some people that liked them yeah but back to batman what was what was your earliest childhood memory as far as this movie yeah it's Almost, for me, it was the first movie that I remember the buildup of the magazine covers. We were talking the other night with a friend at dinner, and he was talking about the mugs that they had at McDonald's. Oh, definitely tell that story. Yeah. A friend of ours who listens to our podcast, Ryan, he was telling me that when the movie came out, his brother gave him money to go to McDonald's to buy himself lunch and specifically asked for the change back. He gave him $10. And he said he came home, and his brother was like, where's the change? And he goes, I don't have any. I got the Riddler mug. (laughs) And he was really excited about it, which then that triggered in me. I was like, I remember those mugs. I had the Riddler one. We had the Batman one. We had the Robin one. The only one we didn't have was Two-Face. Right. But I don't think anybody partnered up with Avengers and was giving out Avenger toys or anything like that. I don't even know because we don't frequent those places as much as we used to. So no. for all we know, I'm sure somebody's yelling out right now. Uh, there duh. were Taco Bell. Taco yeah, Bell so. had Iron Man toys. I'm yeah. just kidding. But with Batman Forever, 
I, being a kid, my favorite actor was Jim Carrey. So then you didn't he, tell the best part of that story. Was it that the, his brother beat oh, the crap his out brother, of him? Yeah, when he got home and he said, "I got the Riddler mug," his brother then proceeded to beat the crap out of him. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also funny because our friend is a big guy. He's yeah. six foot two or something like that. So the idea that he got the crap beat out of him by his brother is almost infallible for me because I'm like, nobody could beat you up. You're a bear of a man but back to batman uh, jim carrey was my favorite actor mm-hmm. growing up so i was very excited that he was going to play the riddler right which my when my brothers were growing up they had the superhero super friends action figures and i only had one that i ever got from like the store and it was the riddler really so by default he became my favorite batman villain so now the movie's coming out. It's Batman, which I love. And my favorite actor is going to play my favorite villain. It's, it's a dream. It's like you cast the movie. I cast it. <laughs> so I had the toys. I went and saw it in theaters. I loved this movie. How about you? So now that I just talked for like 10 minutes straight. No, it's fine. Because I don't really have that much to say about it. We did never, and I've said this numerous times, we never went to the movies when I was really young. Mm-hmm. It, especially when we had moved to the place I kind of grew up in until I was pretty much an adult Mm -hmm. out of high school. It was about 20, 30 minutes away to go to the movies. Yeah. We didn't have very many theaters when I was super young. Mm -hmm. And my parents just never took us. But we did rent movies all the time. That was something we did do. And so I definitely remember renting this movie, watching it. My brother, of course, being a male born in the 80s. Loved Batman. Yes. He loved Michael Keaton as Batman. Mm -hmm. I remember being really confused as to why Batman wasn't Michael Keaton. Same. I obviously didn't know anything about movies and actors and the back story of why somebody would quit a movie or decide not to, Mm -hmm. you know, I didn't care, was how old. Yeah. When did this movie come out? 1995. It's a 1995 classic because I didn't say that. (laughs) I'm just... What's going on with us? Anyway, Batman Forever. So that's all I have to say about that. I I remember watching it. I do remember Jim Carrey being really excited because Ace Ventura was a big movie for me and my brother and Mm -hmm. The Mask. He he was just having a hot, you know, he was... He was huge. He was huge the the last, like, two years. Mm -hmm. When did Ace Ventura come out? Ace Ventura came out, I believe, in 1993. Okay. And then The Mask and Dumb and Dumber came out in 94. Gotcha, gotcha. And I'm just looking at the the title. Or what is this thing? The picture. The movie poster. The poster. The picture. I have no clue. What are words? (laughs) Do I speak English? I don't know. And, oh, yeah. And Chris O'Donnell, man, is that such a 90s pick? That... Right yeah. there just ages the movie, I think. It really does. Everybody else, Tommy Lee Jones, classic actor. Mm-hmm. Val Kilmer, hmm, he's fine. Yeah, he's not as... He was big at the time. He was very big at the he's time. He's coming off a of tombstone. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that movie. Um, I didn't know who Nicole Kidman was at the really? time. Yeah. I was 10. I guess that's true. So I didn't know who she was. I didn't know who Tommy Lee Jones was. I don't even know know that I knew who Val Kilmer was. I knew who Jim Carrey was. You, that's what I'm saying, yeah. though, is 
I, it's not like I knew who Michael Keaton was. I just knew him as Batman. Yeah. And Mr. Mom. And Beetlejuice. And, okay, he's been in a lot of things. Yes. But what I'm saying is when you're a kid, you don't go, oh, Batman is being played by George Clooney in this movie. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Unless you're a weirdo, which I mean, we were weirdos as children, I'm sure. But we are. I, yeah, I don't really have a backstory on that. Oh. I just know that I watched it with my brother mm-hmm. and I enjoyed it Yeah, because it's Batman. Exactly. I mean, how... It's really easy to please a nine-year-old, so. Yeah. Love. I would love to know what my brother's impression is. I'm going to ask him tomorrow. It's a good idea. When I see him. Yes. And punch him in the face. <laughs> this episode's coming out like a month after. Yeah, so. So he's going to be like, what? That was aggressive. Would you like me to hit you with some facts about the movie? Yes. Okay. The movie was directed by Joel Schumacher. So let's get that out there. Ironically, something I never knew until right now, it still was produced by Tim Burton. So I never knew Tim Burton produced this Mm -hmm. until right now. It was released on June 16th of 1995 with a budget of $100 million and it grossed $336.5. So it did quite well. Big movies and shows and songs from the time, uh, big television shows or ER Seinfeld and Friends. Big songs were Here Comes the Hot Stepper by Aineen Kamose. Let me see. It's a very top one. Sure. Yeah. TLC Creep and Madonna Take a Bow. As you're bobbing your head singing Creep. Yeah. <laughs> and I... popular movies, uh, Toy Story, Apollo 13, and Pocahontas. The actual number two most popular movie was Batman Forever, but... Oh. So. Makes sense. It was that's, a huge that's, uh, That might be a first, right? A that it was on the list? Yeah. I think so. On your facts of 1995. Yeah. What other movie did we do that was 1995? I think Heavyweights. That's four. That's 94. 94. We did a 95. Oh. It's been so long, guys. I'm going to look it up right now. Uh, heavyweights was 1995. Oh, so. I think it was four. Nana boo boo. Stick your head and doo-doo. Anyway. Do you think it's going to hold up to your high childhood expectations? I think it's a movie that the older I get, the more I look back on and would say, no, it's not going to hold up because I love the Christopher Nolan ones. But I'm going to say this. It's not going to hold up, but I'm going to thoroughly enjoy watching it. Okay. That's what I'm predicting. I am, and I think I said this in... Our Spider-Man episode. I I am going to try my hardest not to compare it to yes. the Christopher Nolan Batmans because they are going to be better. Mm-hmm. And honestly, we should do Batman Begins. I think it's been long enough to where it would qualify. Because if you don't know, I think we've only really said it in the first episode. Mm-hmm. But we kind of made general rules for our podcast as far as how old the movies have to be. Yes. And I think we said 2000, anything before 2008. 2009. 2009. Because so it had to be 10 at, years at old. At least 10 years old. Yeah. Because we were still slightly children. Yeah. We were in our early 20s. And so we were still dumb. There's been advancements in technology. There's exactly. been clothing trends that have changed. and So Batman Begins definitely fits in that. Yeah. 2005. And even Dark Knight would fit. 2008. Well, Dark Knight is 
a classic. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm, I'm not going to watch it critically. <laughs> that's why I don't want to watch Batman Returns. I. That's why I suggested this one. Batman Returns is just so good. Yeah. Anyway, for me, I don't think it will hold up mm-hmm. because I think it's going to rely on too much of Jim Carrey's cheesiness. Mm-hmm. I love Jim Carrey from a standpoint that he's Jim Carrey, but it's kind of like the Adam Sandler effect of there were certain things he did in the 90s that after a couple movies did get a little repetitive. Yeah. So. He, I feel, didn't do things as much as repetitive because he tried to transition into more serious roles. That's true. So he got away from doing the slapstick comedy after about three or four years. That's very true. You don't see him starring in me myself and irene for yeah i'm just putting that out there but no he he definitely made a conscious effort to try to transition into serious roles and he did it quite well but he never won an academy award but he won golden globes yeah so i i don't think we'll hold up because of that and honestly chris o'donnell donald i always want to say donald i'm gonna go on record you're gonna say when we go back and we start breaking the movie down, you're going to say, he wasn't as bad as I thought he was going to be. I, I've never been impressed by him. I don't know that I've ever seen anything with him in it other than this movie. I saw the movie where he was trying to get a bride or it was a oh, romantic comedy. Okay. I know which one you're talking about. I can't remember what it was called. Was it like The Bachelor? Maybe. We'll have to look that up. We'll let you guys know after we come back from the break. Or Ryan will just look right now because it is 2019 and we have the information readily available. That is correct. At our fingertips. I can't talk today. No. So. Why would you be able to? It's overrated. While he's doing that, I did want to just let you know if you do want to watch this movie and you don't own it on DVD, like a loser. Mm -hmm. I'm just kidding. You're not a loser. Please keep listening. Voodoo has it for free. Voodoo has a large library of movies that you can stream for free, but they do add commercials. Yes. But I will say I, I have perused it before, mm-hmm. and there are some some gems in there. We probably need to... I think right now they actually have the first four up there. You can watch oh. the Jack Nicholson one, Batman Returns, and Batman That's and Robin right. as well. Yeah. All and also you can rent it on all of the streaming apps if you really just hate commercials that you're like i will drop four dollars so i don't have to see the same commercial played every six minutes yeah because it's nobody would blame me for it's literally every time i've ever watched a movie like that on a streaming service that has commercials it's the same commercial Mm -hmm. over and over and over again yes it'd be fine if it was you know 10 different commercials there's a reason we opted to pay for the no commercial portion of who it was driving me insane yes i don't like repetitiveness yes anyway we are ready <laughs> we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna hit the pausey pause we are gonna hit the pausey pause we're gonna go watch the 1995 classic batman classic. forever and let you know what we think of it we'll be right back And we're back. We just finished watching Batman Forever, <laughs> which is a 
interesting title because usually they do the play on four for the fourth movie. Yes, I feel like, and feel free to say that I could be wrong. Batman and this should have been called Batman and Robin. Yes, and maybe the fourth one should be called Batman Forever because technically it was the last one yeah. until Christopher Nolan started up again. But it would have made a lot more sense to call this Batman and Robin because this was the introduction to Robin. Although I was just reading up on the movie, they had cast in Batman Returns. Mm-hmm. Marlon Wayans to play Robin. I feel like I heard that somewhere. I never... Because I love Marlon Wayans. I never knew that. So, mind explosion. Mind explosion. So, we're going to go ahead and break down our movie, as As we we always do. do, with our categories. And we like to kick it off by going ahead and putting our blender style Edward Nigma 3D box on our head. Honey. And talk about some technology. I just honeyed you. Because I was they doing... Can't, they can't see your hands. As gesturing. And you just hit the mic. Sorry. But let's go ahead and talk about some technology. Yes. And there was a lot. That specifically, I had noted that it reminded me of one of Doc Brown's adventures from yeah. Back to the Future. I believe when it was in the 50s. Mm-hmm. I think it's right when Marty McFly goes to his house... After he went back in time and Mm -hmm. was trying to get help. And he was wearing a similar device. Which is impressive that that movie, Back to the Future, they're in the 50s. Yes. And And the movie was made in the 80s. And this is 1995. Yes. And it looked terrible. All of the technology in his little lab (laughs) was amazing. The graphics of the hologram Mm -hmm. was... I don't know. I've never really seen a real hologram. I've just seen movie holograms, and they're always shoddy. Yeah. So, who knows if they're actually like that. I mean, nowadays, they're probably not, but... I was going to say, the only thing I ever could think of that was, like, pretty decent was that Tupac hologram that they listed out at Coachella a few years back. Or Little Sebastian. Ah. Touche. (laughs) Parks and Rec. Bye-bye, Little Sebastian. Uh, Bye-bye. It's amazing. My first thing that I noted was the special effects in the very beginning with the helicopter scene. Oh. No low-flying helicopter here, guys. It was a high-flying helicopter. High-flying. (laughs) High-flying. And it was terrible. Lee amazing. (laughs) Terribly amazing. It looked like a helicopter in maybe Grand Theft Auto 3? Yeah. No. I think, I don't know that there was a helicopter in Grand Theft Auto 3. Well, I'm just saying, if there was a helicopter in Grand Theft Auto 3, that's what it would look like. Yeah. Oh, it was bad. Everything about that scene was terrible, Mm -hmm. but Batman is hanging from a chain Mm -hmm. from the helicopter, but when it's shot, you can tell it's fake. There's nothing... There's. It looks terrible. It looks like a video game. Yes. Awful. Yes. And then... I did like when he cut the chain and dropped the vault back down. Mm-hmm. It literally slid right back where it was supposed to be at. Batman is so amazing at what he does. <laughs> he knew when to cut the chain at the exact moment. He's, 
Batman. That it would slide right back into place. Problem solved. Pretty much. Yeah. That was terrible. (laughs) The other thing I noted about special effects was the cityscape. After that whole scene, the Mm -hmm. first action sequence, they're showing Gotham and it looks like a 90s video game. Yes. There was nothing realistic about it. No. I wish I could go back in time or my brain could go back in time to a time, I guess, (laughs) where I didn't know anything better than those special effects Mm -hmm. because would I even notice or was I when I was nine, was I watching this movie and saying, holy crap, that looks amazing. You know, if I did do that, I hope someone would punch me. No, I mean, but we didn't know any better. So, and to us, if that was cutting edge, then it was. I I mean, but I I don't think back to like the special effects that I saw in the first Star Wars, and they didn't look that bad. No, compared to like some of the stuff we see in this, you're like, this is terrible. That's true. And again, my whole gripe on any movies, obviously, Gotham is not a real place. No, I know that. Yes, but you. I don't remember even the first Batman rewatching it and thinking... I think they did a lot of sets. It was a lot of sets. And it was really dark, so mm-hmm. it just... Ugh, dates, it was a lot of sets. It just dates the movies, guys. Yeah. I, I wonder if in 30 years, if we'll look back on a movie that had really good effects in the last, like, five years or so and go, whoa. That was terrible. What what were they thinking? <laughs> oh. uh, the other... Was there anything else that you noted? Um, I had a couple more. I noticed at one point that Bruce receives a phone call from Alfred, and he's talking to Alfred on his watch. Oh, really? And I was like... How did I not notice that? I was like, well, that's a sweet, like, iWatch. Yeah. If anything, that was cool technology in the movie. I mean, that's realistic... Not technology. I'm just... I'm just talking in tongues right now. Yeah. Realistic technology that we actually have. Exactly. It was pretty cool. That's that's what I meant to say. Yeah. I thought the computer program that Edward was using to design his villain persona Mm -hmm. in his, I guess, his apartment, but it was more like a a hidey hole. Yeah. Yeah. A what? A a hidey hole. It was (laughs) just a hallway. (laughs) I said layer and you went, a hidey hole. (laughs) I was like, oh, what's a hidey hole? A hide hole? I don't a hide hole. I'm okay. just making his, this up. His hideout. It's like, his. <laughs> but it was like very small. And... It really was like a hallway. Yeah. yeah. But he was designing his villain persona, which for mm. some reason reminded me of in Clueless when Cher's trying to pick out her outfit. I think it might have been the <laughs> same program. <laughs> it has many uses. Yeah. I did like that scene where the... Like, it's like a, like the contraption from Big. Mm-hmm. How it would just point over. Like, no. Yeah. No. No. Everything that he was trying to say, like, maybe I'll be this character. It made me no. want, like, is it a computer saying no? Or is it him, but he's pretending like it's another personality? I don't know. Yeah, that was interesting. There's a lot going on in this movie. I liked at the end of the movie when Batman and Robin are taking off to go find the Riddler and Two-Face and they're playing a battleship style game, Yeah. but it looked awful. Right. It looked like what Matthew Broderick played on in, in War, War Games, Game. Yeah, which you referenced. 
before. Yeah, but that was 10 years earlier. That's true. So it was just awful. The other thing we should talk about, we should have talked about it first. Opening credits. Oh my lord. The actors' names are flying at you like an amazing PowerPoint I made in 1999. Yes. It's... And when they would get close to you, they would slightly turn and you could see that the letters were 3D. Yeah, like clip art. Oh, <laughs> it was terrible. It, I, I, I don't know what to say. It's, Ugh. we, we've said it before. There's certain times where technology, it's cool, right? Yeah. You can do these new things that you couldn't do 20 years ago on movies. That doesn't mean you always have to do them. Yeah. You know? You should have said, this looks bad. I mean, it's kind of cool, but is it going to look cool in 20 years? Was it going to look cool in a year? (laughs) Probably not. Probably not. No. Uh, And also, I'm going to just note that I was a little disappointed because, first of all, me and Ryan kind of added a couple more subcategories to our technology category, DVD special features Mm -hmm. and soundtrack soundtrack stuff. The DVD features were non-existent because the movie just started. Yes. And that annoys the crap out of me because there's nothing more annoying than a DVD that automatically starts when you put it in. Mm -hmm. I mean, when I was a kid, I'd put in something. I'd go to the kitchen, grab some food, snacks, popcorn. You'd like to be able to come out and hit play. Yeah. Yeah. If it's already starting, you have to run back in the living room Mm -hmm. and press pause. So inconvenient. And you can only imagine that a movie of this quality was going to have a sweet interactive menu. Right. But I guess it's our fault because we bought the four pack, right? Yeah, we bought the four pack. Yeah. I did like that Bruce Wayne had a sweet slide in his office. (laughs) With a pod? Yeah, he just like hits a button, goes into a pod, slides all the way through like a tunnel system. This is going to be a long episode, guys. To his bat cave. It's like the thing they have at the bank. Yes. Where you, you know, put your deposit in and it sucks it up through a tube. Batman has that type of technology. I'd like to point out that while he was sliding through the tube, that obviously didn't exist. It was all CGI until the end when he comes out of it. Yes. It looks like the size of a small coin purse. Mm -hmm. It was very short. And then when he lands and it opens up, it looks like a coffin. Yes. It's huge. It was... But it, I mean, I guess more like a mummy tomb. A mummy tomb or a coffin. Because it's yeah. more shaped like a human. Mm-hmm. But it was amazing. Delightful. Did you have any more technology? No. And I didn't really have anything on the soundtrack other than that random song that was in the middle of the movie because most of the sound. There was no songs, really, except for the techie music is all I could define it as. Yeah. I did like when they played It Was Bad Days by the Flaming Lips. Yeah, that was the song. And it was really out of category. Alexa, who was singing the song, and she told us it was Panic at the Disco. Yeah. Your <laughs> Alexa's broken. We're like, uh, that, that is not and Panic she, at the Disco. she answered fairly quickly. Yeah. Like, Brandon Yuri is... was like nine when this movie came out. He, I think he was even younger. I'm nine. Oh, yeah. Or, I'm not nine now. <laughs> I was nine at the time. I think he's a couple years younger than me. Yeah. Not that I stalk him or anything. No, anyway. Definitely not. Are you ready to move on to the next category? Yeah, let's move on to kids would call it a throwback. We call it the prime of our teens where we talk about fashion, which, let's be honest, 
This has everything. It was delightful. Offensive jokes, dated references, and then, yeah, that, that's about it. Okay. <laughs> what, what did you have for fashion choices? Uh, my first is Two Faces Half Zebra Printed Suit. Yes, I wrote that one down, too. Why? I wish they would have played it more like they do on Batman the Animated Series, where he just... It was Had, a different it was color. black and white, right? Yeah, it was black and white. And the tie, like the knot on the tie was one color. And then the normal portion of the tie was a different color. He looked elegant. He looked elegant. Exactly. He still has the face and the acid burn on his face. But is it magenta? Yeah, magenta. It's been a long time since I've seen this movie. When he was in the first scene and he had all the... It was like three different kinds of zebra prints and mm-hmm. leopard prints. The That one side and the other side is just normal. Yeah. His face, I thought maybe it would be something that would change. Like he painted over his scars mm-hmm. and maybe in the next scene he's wearing green and or whatever. Yeah. And no, it stayed the same. So I was wondering if he did spray paint his face or if we're supposed to believe that the random acid yes. that got thrown in his face, which shitty origin story there, gets made his half of his face hot pink hot pink hot pink (laughs) but i will say having seen the dark knight yes i did not like the way they went about it either you did they just kept scary as shit it was scary but i didn't i wish they would have had like a like almost a freddy krueger effect to the side of his face but at the same time when they showed him it was right when it happened so it's gonna heal i mean he did have a hole in the side yeah, of his face, yeah, too. But most of it would heal to look kind of like that mm-hmm. eventually. Yeah. But that's the one thing I will... One knock, I will say. Yeah. Is that they do rush Two-Face a little bit. But a I lot. he has a way better origin story. Yes. I wish they would have given him more time. Mm-hmm. Like, set it up. Yeah. And make another movie with him. Instead of just kind of... They did it all in one movie, right? Yep. One like, movie and they kill him. hero, villain, dead. Yeah. But at least they show you the portion where he is a hero. That yeah. is my knock on this movie. Well, they kind of don't show. They it. don't show in this one. I I guess they do in the first one a little bit. Just a little, they, little bit. Very brief. Yeah. Briefly mentioned Billy mm-hmm. D. Williams. Yeah. Apparently, the acid made him look like Tommy Lee Jones too. <laughs> oh no. Right, you know that we went on a nice rant. Uh, what other fashion issues <laughs> did you notice? First of all, the costume budget for Edward slash the Riddler had to be insane because he changes so much. Yes. With wigs, different outfits, different personalities, I guess. At one point, he's wearing a tan. Uh, what is that hat that Samuel L. Jackson wears? Like a Kangle yeah. style hat. And I was just like, no, dude. <laughs> no. no, it's not you, bro. You are not Samuel L. Jackson. Please <laughs> take that hat off. My favorite outfit that he wore was the, he was wearing a light up question mark suit, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but to his defense, he said, it keeps me safe when I jog at night. (laughs) And it would. So it was awesome. That was a pretty good joke. Yeah. I loved his final outfit. It looked like something he got from a reject pile in somebody that designs ice skating costumes. Johnny Weir should have worn that yeah well, that'd be so cool if he did the hair too yes. which was amazing damn it johnny but, why did you retire 
The changes of lengths of hair. I wonder if they had to film all of his longer hair moments. Earlier in filming? Like, way out of order and then... Yeah, that's a good point. Because he had a buzz cut most of the time. Except for when he like had a flat the... flat top almost. In a couple scenes, basically he sought out Bruce Wayne's... Stylist? Stylist. Mm -hmm. Copied his whole persona. Yeah. For a minute. So much that uh, What's-Her-Face was like, maybe yeah. I should yeah. hit on him. Yeah. You were like, maybe they're going to swap partners and Bruce is going to go off with... He was interested. ...someone else. And yeah. yeah we'll he get was, into that He, in he was bit. interested. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Chris O'Donnell's sideburns. Yes. We're trying to meet each other in the middle. <laughs> they were so cut. They were cut so sharp. Uh, it reminded me of contour. Like when you're yeah. contouring your face. If they had just trimmed him up just a, a millimeter higher, there wouldn't be this weird sharp point coming out <laughs> he's pointing to this is my face yeah another issue is how old is he supposed to be we decided well he had to be a teenager because why would bruce wayne take him in take him in if he's an adult and he but he's able to drive well yeah his family worked for a circus and he's got a good like they were high on the parental responsibility and like a five o'clock shadow that's true he is 25 in this movie. The actor. The actor. Yes. Okay. Because I thought he looked a little too old to yeah. be playing a teenager, and it's very mm -hmm. confusing. Uh, that was it that I that I had for fashion. The only other thing that I had was the Riddler around his mask. Yeah. They didn't blend his makeup well. You should have asked Batman for tips. It looked weird. And then anytime they did a close-up on Nicole Kidman as Chase Meridian... You could tell they just caked on the makeup. They they kind of did, yeah. Which is weird because I'm like, she's a really pretty person. You don't have to load makeup on that person's face. That's true. But that those were it for my fashion choices. Fashion choices. Are you a robot now? Yeah. Yes. What about dated references? I did come up with one during your favorite scene, the beginning helicopter scene. Yes. Batman is in the vault with the employee, I think, that's kind of trapped in there. Mm -hmm. And Two-Face has taken over the controls to the helicopter. And the way he locks it into, like, autopilot is he throws a club on the steering <laughs> yeah. wheel. It's just so Another random. Another appearance from a club. Yes. Yeah. That's... So that was the only one I had. The only thing I noted was Dick Grayson's appearance was... To me, dating the movie, like I noted a couple minutes ago, the sideburns and his helmet, his motorcycle helmet that had the, had a spray-painted robin on it, mm -hmm. it reminded me something that you'd see in the 90s, and his leather jacket did too. Yes. And then it was just kind of the opposite uh, versus how Chase, Nicole Kidman's character, looks like she stepped out of a 1940s noir, which I know Batman is kind of noir -y. Noir, yeah. So, of course, she's going to look that way, but... And everybody else, all the extras, mm -hmm. like, when they were at Edward's or the Riddler's launch party... His, yeah, I would call it a launch party. Everybody was wearing kind of old-timey clothes, mm -hmm. so it's one of those things that's kind of confusing because they obviously have modern technology in the sense that they have computers yeah. and cell phones and... All these gadgets, but everybody's dressed like it's 1945. Yeah, that's true. I'm not complaining. No, I, I, that's I like one of the aspects the that I felt like the 
Joel Schumacher kept from the Tim Burton style was kept that 1940 noir style, right. which I did like. Me too. Um, Me too. Hey guys, we want to talk to you a little bit about the PodCoin app. Yes! The PodCoin app. It pays you to listen to Ruining Our Childhood as well as your other favorite podcasts. You can use the PodCoin you earn to claim gift cards for some of your favorite stores. What? Starbucks? Check. Amazon? Correct. Target? Seriously, guys, this is pretty legit. Join the PodCoin app today on iPhone or Android, and I said join, but yeah. I meant download. You've got to download And it. use code RUINING to get 300 PodCoin just for signing up. That's 300 PodCoin for using R-U-I-N-I-N-G. That's how you spell ruining, just in case you don't know that. Yes. So if you're basically listening to podcasts all day anyways while you're working or driving or doing anything, might as well make some money off the deal. Am I right? Yeah, totally. I mean, free coffee for something you're already doing sounds awesome. Fantastic. It does sound fantastic. Take a shot. So go give the PodCoin app a try today. And also don't forget to listen to Ruining Our Childhood and make some money, guys. Okay. Bye. Are you ready to move on to our next category? Yes. We're going to move on to our category that we call Well, Hello There. It's where we talk about any cameos of famous or recognizable actors or actresses that we forgot were in the movie. And there was some doozies. There were some great ones. Yeah. Who did you notice? So I'm going to name Drew Barrymore. Yes. I felt like I said that weird. Drew or how Barrymore. I typed it earlier. Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore. I'm not trying to say she's boring. I no. love her. Yes, we like she's her She's an award winner on our podcast. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I forgot she was completely even in the movie. Mm-hmm. She played one of Two-Face's minions, I guess. Yeah. His lady friends. Yeah. He has one for each side of his personality. Yes. She played Sugar. So she's like the angelic one. I yes. can't talk. I'm having random accents in my That's a good way to describe it though, is yeah. she was the angelic one, whereas then Debbie Mazar yes. plays Spice, who's the more devilish side. Very of true. Him. Who else did you notice? Ed Bagley Jr. Mm-hmm. Veronica Mars alum, alum, and he's been a bunch of stuff. bunch of stuff, yeah. I really can't talk. No, no. I'm like, I'm not. I'm Played Fred Stickley. Fred Stickley, who is... like is, a Wayne Enterprises employee? Yeah, he seems like a manager. He seems yeah. higher up. I think yeah. he's supposed to be the manager of the Riddler yeah. before he goes crazy, which... He's, he's Edward's boss. I have a note about good old Riddler. Mm-hmm. He was the, also the first murder victim Yes, from the Riddler, so. There was an appearance by a actor who was only credited as assistant yes. and has no lines. Correct. That would be superstar Happy Hogan himself, John Favreau. It was amazing. Yes. He looks so young. Yeah, he's a baby. Do you think baby. his experience from this movie made him go, 10 years or so, I'm going to make a way better superhero movie? That could be the case. I just wondered it. Yeah, because, yes, Iron Man is everything we would hope for in a superhero movie. In this, we haven't even cracked the surface. <laughs> we haven't, <laughs> and we're already 46 minutes in. <laughs> I had En Vogue. Yes. Who was one of my favorite girl groups back in the day. I say back in the day, like, I was 20 in the 90s. I was into them when I was 12, but... They played Girls on Corner, basically sex workers. But in the casting, it says Girl on Corner number one, Girl on Corner number two. So 
And you're like, no, that, that's And also, that scene that they're in, basically Robin is trying to pick up some sex workers in the Batmobile. Yeah. Classy. Uh, it's just such a weirdo. Should we move on? Or did you have somebody else? I had one last oh. one. His name is Michael Paul Chan. And <gasps> he just plays a Wayne Enterprises executive. He had like I, one line. One line. And I do see he's actually in Batman and Robin as Dr. Lee. Oh. But Michael Paul Chan, we recognized for playing Data's dad in, in the Goonies. Goonies. Yes. yes. And we just said that at the same time. <laughs> yes. I remember seeing him and yelling, that's dad, that's dad. <laughs> I was excited. Yeah, was Goonies awesome. is one of our favorite movies. I'm actually wearing a Goonies t-shirt right now. Yes, we do love Goonies. I have three Goonies t-shirts. <laughs> so, should we move on now? Yes. I didn't have anybody else. So. No, that was all. There was some good ones in there, yeah. though. Obviously some super famous ones. Yeah. So the next category is yours. So, you... Oh, no, it's mine. I don't know what I'm doing. Who am I? Is it even good? And where we talk about the plot and casting and we name our funniest and most cringiest moments. So sit back and relax because there's going to be a lot. Enjoy the joyride, folks. Uh, oh, man. What do you make of the plot? It was a movie. Mm-hmm. And it had a beginning and an end. Yep. And what was in between was something amazing. A couple of the things I noted, first off, Edward Nigma, the Riddler. How did Bruce Wayne not see him and go, red flag, this guy's a psycho. Yeah. He was so intense, his first meeting with Bruce Wayne, mm-hmm. that a couple scenes later, when Ed Begley Jr.'s character commits suicide, which we'll also talk about, okay. they're just like, oh, yeah, suicide. Nobody said, you know that scientist that he was in charge of, that he was kind of had a rocky relationship with? He's a little bit intense. He's a little bit of a psycho. Realistically, the first scene for Batman and Robin should have been Bruce Wayne has terminated his entire human resource department. Yes. As a homage to what had happened. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, and then what, what did you know about the plot? Or what, uh, what did you think? The plot was just... I'm confused as to why the Riddler is doing what he's doing. What was his end game? He to be the smartest man alive. I, I guess. Or melt his own brain, which he kind of ended up doing. Spoiler alert. Yeah, I don't quite understand. Like why he was bad. Yeah. Why? Well, yeah. And what was he trying to achieve? He was just cray, man. Yeah. He was just cray. What did you think of the casting choices? I think that they were fine. All the actors, Nicole Kidman, obviously really good. Tommy Lee Jones, Jim Carrey, Val Kilmer, they're good. I just had some issues with the plot and how their characters were, I guess, made. Mm-hmm. I felt like Two-Face, having seen several different versions of Two-Face in my life, I felt like he was joker light. Or hot pink Joker, as I like to say. Mm-hmm. He's supposed to be... We talked about it the other day. He's supposed to be this person that is almost like Thanos, where he has a good and evil side, and he tries to bring justice... Which he na- he said a couple times, that he tries to bring justice, no matter if it's a bad thing or a good thing. Yeah. And he 
just seemed crazy and over the top and he does not play the harvey dent side of two-face no at all in the movie which he's just full-on crazy he's full-on crazy and that's what really irritated me because i love two-face as a villain he's one of my two or three top favorite batman villains Mm -hmm. because he's complex and he's fighting the urges at times to be bad or sometimes he's fighting the urge to be good all he does is just flip a coin and laugh in this movie he is joker light yeah which we'll talk about later uh i also had an issue with commissioner gordon i mentioned this when we were watching the movie because i don't really remember him from the first and second movies Mm -hmm. because he's not he's barely there he's literally there to turn on the machine who knows what else he does that he should just be called guy who turns on machine yeah turns on the light that signal i that's one of the things i do like about the newer versions of batman is that they give him or even gotham which they develop yeah jim gordon yeah exactly in obviously in gotham he's the main character so they're gonna establish him but in Batman Begins, they create this, at least this person that, in this relationship with Batman, whereas when we start these movies, it's just, it's, or it's already established, but you kind of lose what, what his whole purpose is, other than just to turn on the machine. That is the my... The bat signal is what the machine is, by the way. <laughs> that is one of my frustrations with this whole anthology that they made in the early 90s. Every version of Batman that I've ever seen and i i really enjoy they've always developed jim gordon yes whether it was the animated series the christopher nolan ones that's an important part and for whatever reason tim burton went that doesn't need to be made we don't need to talk about it and when schumacher takes over we don't need to acknowledge it and it's very frustrating which brings me i'm just gonna since we're talking about him can we go to our funniest moment yes so, and I feel like we might have similar funny moments. I have a few, so. In a movie that had a lot of laughable parts mm-hmm. was when they're at the scene after Fred Stickley mm-hmm. commits suicide, and I'm using air quotes because obviously the Ritter, Riddler, wow, the Ritter. The Ritter. <laughs> the John Ritter. The John Ritter. The Riddler threw him out the window. Or. Shoved him. Pushed him. Yeah. Up. His suicide night said, to whom it may concern. Yes. From Fred Stickley. Yes. Re my suicide. And then he wrote Goodbye Cruel World. That was it. And then Commissioner Gordon looks at the note. He's like, yep, suicide. Suicide. Exactly what we thought. (laughs) It wasn't meant to be funny, but it was hilarious. Because I I just questioned, how do you have a job, Commissioner Gordon? Yeah. You're not good at being a police officer. And my funniest moment actually was the... What led to that, when the Riddler puts the contraption on Fred Stickley's head, yeah, and he has him tied to a chair, and he shoves him towards the window, uh-huh. and then the Riddler, it was almost like he realized, he's going to go out the window with my man- mind manipulator <laughs> on it, and he like runs over really mm-hmm. fast. There's part of you that goes, oh, is he going to save this man's life? No, he's just grabbing his thing. And then he Priorities shoves man. him out the window and says, Ooh, nice form, but a little rough on the landing. He may have to settle for bronze. Yes. <laughs> just, just... Oh, that's amazing. Oh, so that was good. actually meant to be funny. Yeah, it was well done. What was your 
cringiest line or moment. I am just going to look through these because I have so many. Can I say mine then? Yes, go ahead. I mean, I had two, but I'll do the second one because I felt like it was worse. I could have written down way, way more, and my additional notes column is full of stuff. But mine was the second scene between Chase Meridian and Batman. Mm -hmm. Batman saw the bat signal. He goes to the rooftop thinking he's going to meet the commish. Yeah. And Chase is there in a short-ass dress, and she is just with her eyes that look like she's trying to get pregnant mentally. (laughs) And she's trying to seduce him very aggressively. Yes. And she touch at one point she touches his chest, chest. and moans mm-hmm. and it, and then says something about black rubber turning her on. It was so bad. Just uh. all of the dialogue was really, 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 really bad in that scene specifically. That uh, was my favorite. I will continue on with Chase and Bruce's interactions, <laughs> where. Chase and Bruce kiss at Wayne Manor before the Riddler and Two-Face show up. And Bruce almost freezes up and he looks like he's poisoned. (laughs) But he's not. He's supposed to be enjoying the kiss. He is perfectly fine and he's supposed to be having a nice time. They don't have the best chemistry. They have no chemistry. I feel like Nicole Kidman had to drag good acting from him yes yes she had to have all of the chemistry for herself and i think that's what overloaded the literal aggressive bedroom eyes that she was giving batman at all times it's a wonder that there's not like secret videotapes and audio of nicole kidman losing her shit on her (laughs) inept co-workers she's probably like i'm an attractive woman why do you look repulsed Maybe Tom Cruise visited the set. Were they still married at this point? Oh, yeah. He was like, stay away from my woman, bitch. Yeah. Hey, Iceman. He had to look up at him. I'm just kidding. I don't know how tall Val Kilmer is. Maverick has to look up and tell Iceman, you stay away from her. He probably is taller because at one point I did note that he was maybe only slightly shorter than Nicole Kidman. And she's pretty tall. Yeah, right? she's tall. Yeah. Well, yeah, because Tom I'm pretty Cruise sure Tom Cruise is at her waist. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Oh, Poor Tom I Cruise. do have an honorable mention for cringiest moment, and it's Batman putting on the suit, and it zooms in on like whatever his uh, things are that are on his forearm, uh-huh. and then it zooms in on his chest and his belt, and then his butt. Yes. Why? Why? <laughs> Why is it doing this? This movie is really... I know there's always been a joke about Batman and Robin being gay, but that was totally... Because then the next thing, Robin comes trotting in and his show his nipple. His nipple and the amount of space they have allotted him in his crotchal region. You know, you know who... Disturbing. It's it's Alfred. He makes the costumes. (gasps) There you go. He's just doing, he's probably just doing it to fuck with them because he's like, I have to do your laundry. Don't let fucking Robin do your laundry. (laughs) You'll weirdly spin around and flip clothes through the air. What was that scene? I wrote it down. I love the look that Albert gave him because I think it was supposed to be him in his mind 
going, this kid is sidekick material. He'll help Batman out. But what I took from what was it, you little fucker better not do laundry in my house anymore. You're getting you're water ma- everywhere. <laughs> you're getting water everywhere. You're and, making a mess. And wh- what? You could literally just hang your shirt up. It takes a lot less time than your stupid little ninja moves. Alfred's over there getting pissed. He's I'm going to have to mop up after you, you son of a bitch. He's like, that's it. I'm putting nipples on your suit. <laughs> <laughs> you little shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have so much extra for here so much okay let's i have a good nine i have about that too so let's talk about our additional notes yes which is where i don't know if we ever say these are additional notes it's just kind of stuff that doesn't fit within our other categories so we just have this little space where we type out all these things that we want to talk about uh what was something you wanted to bring up there was a scene where bruce is kind of standing in his parlor Mm -hmm. in the house. And for whatever reason, they use this weird sweeping crane shot down at (laughs) Batman. I thought he was going to get hit with the camera. It came so quickly. We both looked at each other and went, well, that was a weird choice. I don't know what the point of it was. I definitely wrote that one down. What what other ones did you have? I did want to mention there was a scene when Bruce takes chase to the circus Mm -hmm. it's obviously the introduction scene for robin because he's in the circus with his family i realize commissioner gordon is sitting right next to chase Mm -hmm. and there's a scene where they're both talking and bruce is basically hitting on her and she's just like i'm into somebody else spoiler alert it's batman yeah and gordon is just sitting there pretending to be in awe of the acrobats and it was just some quality acting his face was amazing like a tiny child (laughs) seeing candy for the first time there's a scene where it's when robin has taken the batmobile out for a joyride Mm -hmm. and he ends up in skid row yes but the skid row was designed by 1990s crayola yes and every color neon everywhere but then also robin gets out and fights about 30 people by himself. Right. But we've never acknowledged that he had any martial arts training whatsoever. Correct. He just gets out, kicks everybody's butt in neon skid row. And then he kisses the girl, which is kind of creepy. Yeah. But she, I guess she asked for it. She did. That he didn't force it. Aggressive. No. She was like, if you're Batman, you have to kiss the girl. Mm-hmm. Which I'm like, is that a notable thing? Yeah. Has Batman just been kissing a bunch of women? Like, I got, I saved you from this criminal that stole your purse. Now you owe me a kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Creepy. Oh. Creepy Batman. Also, how many times do they have to show Batman's origin story? They cut to it like three different times in this movie. Yeah. Because yeah, he's having bad it. dreams. Yeah. Which, by the way, he totally uses as a line to kiss chase at one point he's mm-hmm. in her office and he says my parents were murdered which we all know after he's busted through the door no and... no it was later in the movie he's oh. back in her office it's at night mm-hmm. and he he says my parents were murdered that's all of a sudden she oh he's damaged too <laughs> and and they kiss dude you just use your parents murder as a pickup line you're a sleazeball <laughs> Oh, the geez. worst. When the Flying Graysons 
Yeah. All of Dick's family basically falls from a ceiling and dies. Very, very tragic. Tragic. However, we do cut to Bruce and Chase reacting to this, and they have the reaction like we would have if we dropped the plate. <laughs> like They just watch bodies fall from a ceiling, and they're like, meh. Somebody's going to have to clean that up. <laughs> that's, that's sad. I guess the only last little bit I wanted to talk about in this category was that I decided the Riddler looked like Rocky Dennis from Mask at the very end when he gets his, like, mind melded. (laughs) He did. If if you don't know who that is, look up the movie. It's Mask. Not The Mask, to be confused with another Jim Carrey movie. This movie had Eric Stoltz and Cher. Yes. And it's about a kid who has, I think he has a disease, but he has a fucked up face. Yes. And his name is Rocky Dennis. That is an excellent point. Because he had the red hair, and yep. then his... His ugh. face is but then very he, he was fine at the very end. Yeah. He just had a wrap around his head when he was in Arkham Asylum. Mm-hmm. To defend something that I enjoyed in this movie, uh-huh. um, I did notice the fight scenes, the improvements to Batman's costume. I, did, I noted very, that, too. The mobility of yes, the neck. He's able to Look throw up. some kicks and punches with a little more ease. He's able to turn his head slightly better, just not, yeah. not too much. For sure. And lastly, Robin had to come to like Bruce's aid and save him. And they're back at the Batcave. And Robin's like, you know, thank you would be nice. Bruce comes out. You can tell he had just gotten out of the shower and he's wearing sweatpants. <laughs> You're a billionaire? He, You're wearing sweatpants. But that scene, he, he went through the one door because you remember when I said... Who is he talking to? He just left. <laughs> Alfred yeah. and and Bruce just walked out of the cave and yeah. he's having a monologue talking about why Batman should let him join him. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Yes. As you guys know, it's always award season. We'll it give is. out two. The first is the valedictorian to the Nicolas Cage online school of bad acting. Who did you give your award to? I think I turned to you at one point and said, I'm going to have a really hard time deciding who to give this award to because there's a lot of excellent candidates for overacting, just Mm -hmm. bad acting. Yes. I gave it to Chris O'Donnell. Okay. Because I want to say I tried to go into this movie with an open mind. I know I made a little joke about him in the beginning Mm -hmm. of the movie or beginning of this podcast before we watched the movie. I don't think he would be the worst part of the movie, but the first few scenes where he's an acrobat is completely fine. Mm-hmm. But every scene after his his family dies is horrible, and he's totally extra, and he's annoying as shit and cocky. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he's just telling Alfred that and Bruce that he should be one of them, and it's like, Dude, fuck you, man. Yeah, we don't know you. Yeah. You're Ugh. you're twelve. Calm down. Shave your sideburns. Yeah. Stop pretending you're Luke Perry. When he it was so stupid, he comes out and he's flipping around the entryway of the house doing parkour. Is it when he was trying to get into the Batcave? Yeah. I feel like I knew what he was trying to do. Mm-hmm. He knew Alfred was gonna go in the Batcave and if Alfred knew he was all the way up there that he'd be more comfortable going into the Batcave, knowing that Robin was all the way up there and there's no way yeah. he could get to the door. Or you could have just pretended not to be there and be around the corner yeah. and just slide in like a normal pe- person would not do 30 tricks just to get down there. Yeah. And then 
have a very graceful landing. And crash into a bunch of stuff. Yeah. The amount of damage he did to Wayne Manor. Disturbing. Right? You think Bruce Wayne is just at one point going, why did I let this little shit in my house? Yeah. Awful. He's the worst. Who is yours? (laughs) I gave it to Tommy Lee Jones. I had a feeling you were. As Joker face. (laughs) Joker. Because he was not Two-Face. He was Joker face. I know. I said that. And we kind of hit on it earlier, which when we started talking about it, I was thinking to myself, ooh, should I just give away who I'm giving this award to? Because it just appeared as if Tommy Lee Jones watched the first Batman, saw the way Jack Nicholson played the role. He's like, I'm doing that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to laugh like a psycho, but that's not really a trait of Two-Face. I wonder if he knew anything about the character that he was playing. Probably not. He doesn't seem the type to read comic books. I don't expect you to read comics, but, but you should. Somebody do some could have came down and sat down and talked to you about the character. Right. So, at one point, I felt like he was almost trying to match Jim Carrey's over oh. the topness. Which Riddler is supposed to be? Yes, he's not supposed to be this. You used to be a district attorney. Yeah, I think. How they did his origin story is a little bit to blame because they chalk it up to him getting acid in his face yeah. and it making his left side of his brain crazy. Or, yeah. Yeah, his left side of his brain crazy. And that's just what they say. That's his origin story. Yes. Whereas, obviously, in Batman Begins, it's a lot more complex than mm-hmm. that. I don't know how it is in like the animated series if they touch on anything it's similar where he gets acid on his face. They play it where he is struggling with the good and bad and he's trying to create balance and right. stuff like that almost Thanos style story. There's this there was none of that. Right. It was terrible. I want to say this Two Face is as if Two Face discovered cocaine. Yeah. And went a little nuts for a couple months. That would be an excellent Explanation for why he is what he is. There is no sign of Harvey Dent at right. all. It I agree. Terrible. The only time he kind of seemed slightly normal was at the very end, right before he dies. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. He mentions to Batman or he says old friend or something like to that effect. Yeah. But he's still over the top. But I agree. Maybe he was trying to match Jim Carrey's performance, mm-hmm. which... Obviously, Jim Carrey is very over the top to begin with, which is why he was a good pick for the Riddler, I think, now that we're rewatching it. But he was definitely a close second for me Mm -hmm. because of that. And then the third would have been Val Kilmer because underwhelming performance. Very robotic. Underwhelming. Yeah. Who who did you give your Thomas J. Hanks award for exceptional acting? I gave it to Nicole Kidman. Okay. Which is funny because... Because the first few scenes of her where she literally is trying to impregnate herself with Batman's black rubber. <laughs> I don't... She's really into black rubber. Yeah. I almost put her as a, a very soon candidate to be for the Nicolas Cage Award. But after the movie started going and towards the end, I realized that she is an amazing actress. Because she, her face when she sees Batman is so... I've said it multiple times. It's over the top. She has bedroomized to the 10th degree. Yeah. And then the minute she meets Bruce Wayne, the first few scenes, Mm -hmm. 
she's professional. Yeah. She's like, I'm a psychologist. She could care less about the guy. Mm-hmm. She was nice to him, but yeah. she wasn't looking at him like, let's let's do this thing. <laughs> like, But then we pointed out earlier that there was no chemistry. So mm-hmm. I wonder if some of that tension that she created, like over tension, was her trying to compensate for the fact that they did not have chemistry. And Val Kilmer was phoning it in, I think, most of the movie. Was and was very stiff. Even as Bruce Wayne, when... Bruce Wayne is supposed to be a little more charming and mm-hmm. a little more of a playboy. Yeah. He's supposed to be a lot different than Batman because that's the whole point. He's hiding his persona mm-hmm. and he did not do a good job of hiding his persona. No. To the point where at one point he yells out, I'm Batman. And he failed at that even. Ugh, he's just terrible. Who is yours? I gave it to my all-time favorite actor, Mr. Jim Carrey. Nice. I thought you were going to say Val Kilmer. No, no, no. I was like, I just shit on him for five minutes. I thought he was hokey and over the top at times when he was playing the Riddler side of himself. But I also felt when he's Edward Nigma working at Wayne Enterprises, he's kind of mousy, a little psychotic and crazy. But he shows a different side of himself. Then when he's the Riddler, he's cocky. He's over the top. He's bouncing around. He's almost as if they cast Ace Ventura to play the role, thrusting his crotch at the screen and stuff. Yeah. But then also when he's Edward Nigma at his product launch, he's charming. He's Bruce Wayne-ing it. He's Bruce Wayne. He's a better Bruce Wayne than Bruce Wayne. Exactly. He's walking around. He's got Drew Barrymore on his arm. He's charming. He's suave. So he brought a little, like three different sides to Edward Nigma, whereas Tommy Lee Jones couldn't give us one decent side of Harvey Dent. Yeah, he wasn't... Nobody was really that complex. But I will say, I, I agree, apart from his 30 costume choices would probably help yeah. with the also personality changes. But I agree, he was definitely better once he had the Riddler suit. Mm-hmm. There was a point in the movie when he was still... Edward, that I found him a little annoying and over the top, but then once he got in the Riddler suit, it fit. Yeah. And it made sense. Mm -hmm. Uh, Should we move on to our final thoughts? Yeah. So, what do you think there, buddy? Do you think it holds up? Not in the least. (laughs) If you couldn't tell. There was no part. Uh, I gave Jim Carrey this award, and it's by default. Right. The movie's awful. There was no enjoyable part from literally the start to the finish. It's shit. It's very shitty. It starts with the credits. The acting's awful. You pointed out unnecessary CGI. What? Let's show you a CGI of a building. Go pick a building and use it. Right. Come on. Nothing held up. I thought... When we were talking about what we were expecting, were we thinking it was going to hold up? And I said, no, but I'm going to enjoy it. I don't even know that I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it for the purpose of this podcast, because I agree with you. Mm -hmm. I don't think it held up at all. The special effects, like you said, extremely dated. Just the worst. Terrible. The script was shitty. 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 I couldn't even tell you what the plot was other than... I guess it's a basic Batman movie. Villains trying to destroy the world. Yeah. Batman saves the world. Yeah. I get it. Like you questioned earlier, there was no... what? Why was the Riddler so set on this technology? And why did he turn so quickly? Yeah. You don't see that. 
Batman didn't want anything to do with this project or Bruce didn't want anything to do with this project. Which I'm pretty sure pointed out his reasoning was it would raise too many questions probably by the world because it's shady as shit. I'd be all for it if nobody asked questions. Somebody would notify the Better Business Bureau (laughs) on us and we would be shut down. Like I had mentioned, a lot of the performances were either underwhelming like Val Kilmer's or over the top like Tommy Lee Jones. Yes. And it's just, it's just a no, no for me. No. What's amazing is we're saying that this is a no and we didn't enjoy it. And the next movie in the franchise is Isn't... widely regra- regarded as the worst. I'm excited we should do it. We should. Maybe take some time. Well, yeah. I need to, my brain needs to digest. Maybe watch Batman Begins just to. As a palate cleanser. Or Batman Returns. Or, yeah, okay. Something. <laughs> Something. Something. I'll go watch Paint Dry. It'll help. We already watched the new season of Veronica Mars. Yeah. We got nothing, guys. I'm really emotional about it. Yeah. Spoiler alerts, but I'm super bummed right now. Yeah. Well, by the time this goes up, hopefully everyone that wanted to watch it has watched it, because it'll be about two or three weeks after it premiered, so. Let's just end it on a somber note. This movie didn't hold up, and it totally ruined our childhood. It really did. We ask that you guys hit us up on Instagram at ruining our childhood. I'm just laughing because you sound so sad. Maybe over on Facebook. Yes, at ruining our childhood. Possibly on Twitter. At ROC Movie Podcast. And you know what? Be kind to each other, guys. Yes. Don't make anybody ever watch this movie. (laughs) Okay? Wait, unless you have children, totally make them watch this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Psycho. Uh, so that'll that'll do it for us and we will see you guys next week bye bye